Cuba is once again evidence that communism doesn't work. And the left is going to do one of two things. They're either going to ignore it or they're going to spin it. Um, well, we find out they're actually doing both. When it comes to Cuba, and we're going to talk a lot about Cuba today because Cuba has always bothered me, uh, all the way from JFK when he didn't have the balls to actually take the country over. Um, there is a guy we should listen to. He is a man who spoke at the 2020 uh, Republican National Convention. It's Maximo Alvarez. And Maximo actually was in Cuba with his father and his mother. And he came to the United States. And he became a citizen. And he became successful. Let's listen to Maximo. Hello, my name is Maximo Alvarez. I live in Miami, Florida, not far from the state of Florida, which is in just a 90-mile wide blue strip on a map for me. It divides freedom from fear. It divides the past from the present, from the future. I know all about the past. I'll never forget my own. My family has fled totalitarianism and communism more than once. First my dad from Spain, then from Cuba. But my families don't run away. By the grace of God, I live the American dream. The greatest blessing I ever had. My dad only had a sixth grade education, told me, don't lose this place. You'll never be as well against me. I'm speaking to you today because my family is done abandoning what we rightfully earned. I have been waiting to play that speech for I don't know how long. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, I got to tell you, I got to make the announcement. It's very important. I... Of course, you know, I don't like Gavin Newsom. I think he's a Barbie doll. He's got nothing. He's a, literally a Ken doll. Nothing out of substance whatsoever. So I voted to have him recalled. Well, I didn't vote for him yet. But I want him recalled. And I have decided I'm going to put my neck on the line. I am going to endorse the man who decided to put his hat in the ring Larry Elder. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I said this, I'm saying this now, so maybe, you know, Larry and I text back and forth, and maybe Larry hasn't had time to text me back to say, thank you, Gene, from Dumbasses Talking Politics, for endorsing me. But I, it's okay, it's okay. I just saw he's on Sean Hannity, he's probably busy. He'll text me later. But I told, you know, I texted him, and I told him, you know, I do expect, to be on the stage when you win the governorship of uh, California. I expect him to hold my hand while both are raised high in victory. And I, I don't know. We'll have to see how that's going to work out. I really think it will. I think Larry's a quality guy. I mean, he is uses great language. He cusses like a sailor. I'm telling you, that guy cusses when he texts. I, he doesn't even spell him right, but he does. And he is the emoji king while he texts. So he won't let me, he won't give me his phone number for some reason. 
uh, I, when I text him, it's from like Twitter and stuff like that. And I do have like one or two restraining orders on me, but we, we got over that stuff. So I am endorsing Larry Elder. I expect all of the credit, all of the credit, your, your, your wife, your mother, your kid, whatever. That's fine. Martin Luther King, whatever. I deserve some of the credit because my endorsement with all 10 of you listening right now, I know it carries some weight. Okay. So, hey, we got to talk about Cuba. What a mess. I am so glad. Sometimes I'm really glad I wait for this because so much has come out in 24 hours. And by the way, I, I wrote yesterday. I know yesterday's kind of sucked because I, it was about an executive order. I wasn't that interested. But this this is what I was really interested. So let's go with what's happened in the last, oh, I don't know, four days. So protests have erupted in Cuba to end the communist dictatorship there. According to anyone who actually is listening to these people or watching television or anything. Don't listen to CNN, CBS, or any of them. They, AP, Reuters, um, they're basically telling you it's for something else. Now, here's what happened. The protests actually were planned. A lot of people were telling you these were spontaneous. Hint, hint, hint. Little bit of future look. Um, they weren't. They were planned about six weeks ago. Uh, people in Florida knew about them and about three weeks ago. A lot of conservative commentators had said, yeah, we knew about this two weeks ago because we had talked to people in southern Florida. And southern Florida has a tremendous uh, Cuban faction over there. So then the protests started, started on Saturday, and it was, tens of, it was thousands of people that were on the street. And they were screaming terms like, Libertad, which means freedom. And we are not afraid in Cuban, of course. They were not only carrying Cuban flags, which makes sense, they were carrying American flags. Now, you got to say to yourself, why are they carrying American flags? I mean, our own country hates the American flag. Do you know why they are carrying American flags? They're carrying American flags because that is the symbol of freedom. That is the symbol that us fat, lazy, uneducated people who are completely sheltered in this country have forgotten that the American flag is being waved in countries that want freedom. Do you know where else they were waving American flag flags? Hong Kong. Do you know where they're waving American flags right now? Taiwan. Do you know where else they were waving American flags? This is going to be one that you probably didn't know. Iran. During the uh, during the Arab Spring, they were waving American flags. Iran actually painted an American flag on the floor so Iranians could step on it and Iranians walked around it. There's actual video of that. Okay, don't let anyone tell you the American flag is garbage. It is not garbage. It is a symbol of something. It is a symbol of true freedom, of God-given rights. And... I'm going to say something about the American flag a little later, like they were waving American flag. 
I'm I this is it. This is the speech I want to give. So for the most part the protests were peaceful. There was uh the police started shooting rubber bullets at the protesters. They started arresting some of the protesters. But the police were obviously really overwhelmed because there were a lot of Cubans protesting. They were talking in the tens of thousands. I, I'd say thousands. I'd say 10,000 maybe. And it was all across the country, all across that little puny island. Um, since Cuba became communist, we need to look at this. Since 1960, under Fidel Castro, Cuba has seen mass executions and arrests. And they followed the gulag system of the Soviet Union. The Soviet advisors taught the Cubans how to control the people through the gulag system. Hey, by the way, do you know who ran the gulag system? You might want to tell a uh, college student this. It was Che Guevara. Che Guevara ran the gulag system. Che Guevara oversaw executions. Executions occurred below his office window. Che Guevara, who all these college students wear on their shirts was a piece of crap religious liberty in cuba which is a very catholic country was taken away priests and other devout catholics were arrested and executed by che guevara under the orders of fidel castro gays artists and musicians were arrested and assigned to work camps. And if those people couldn't be made men of, according to Che Guevara, they were executed. Technology has been non-existent in that country. Anyone who has a car there, it was a car from the 1950s, and that guy is a phenomenal uh, mechanic to keep that those cars going. Their internet is strictly controlled by the government computers are 80s level 80s and 90s version computers their medical system is completely out of date they're dealing with dirty they they don't even understand the concept of keeping a needle clean this is something contrary to what bernie tells you bernie sanders who we're going to get to later too Bernie Sanders tell you, oh, the medical system, fantastic. No, the medical system sucks butt. What are you talking about? These people are dying left and right. And this is a contradiction that the Biden administration is trying to uh, foment, create a new narrative. They said, well, half the reason this is happening is because of COVID. Um, I thought they had such a great medical system. They have food shortages that affect citizens today. They've had food shortages since 1962. People being interviewed on the street are saying they're tired of watching their children starve and die because there's no food. And by the way, the average monthly income is $25 a month. Cuba's new president, uh, Miguel Diaz-Canal, said, according to the Miami Herald, quote, the order of to fight has been given into the street revolutionaries. We are calling on all the revolutionaries in the country, all the communists, to hit the streets whenever there is an effort to produce these provocations. 
We are not going to hand over the sovereignty or the independence of the people. Uh, the people are actually the ones protesting, but whatever. There are many revolutionaries in the country who are willing to give our lives, um, to give their lives, because he's not giving his life up for anything. Anyway, sorry. We are willing to do anything, and we will be in the streets fighting. Notice something, it really annoys me with um, these communists. It's the revolution thing. This is something that communists do all the time. Everything is always a revolution. The revolution never ends. Communism has reigned in Cuba for 60 years, and there's still a revolution going on? One of the reasons Castro and Mao and Stalin always wore fatigues, always wore military uniforms, is they kept pushing that there was always a revolution. It was a never-ending revolution. Well, anyway, then Canal went in to blame Trump for the protests. He based this on the economic sanctions Trump placed on Cuba during his tenure. He didn't blame the 60 years of repression of his government has laid on the people and the disappearance of people and the executions of people and the people being put in the work camps and the fact that the economy sucks and the fact that the people are starving. None of that has anything to do. It's all Trump. It's all Trump. That's something communists also like to do. What they like to do is they like to demonize a figure within democracy. And the reason they want to demonize that figure in democracy is because they are hoping to split the people within that democracy. And notice, they didn't blame, let's say, England. They blamed the United States. Do you know why? Because the United States, if we were completely together, we'd bomb the living crap out of Cuba. We would walk in, take over that country, and I put that in air quotes, in 15 minutes. So they need to divide America. I, I This is the problem with Trump not being in the White House. I think this might be the only time Trump actually sends military units is to take over that crappy little country. Well, the United States... Um, by the way, the United States should be playing a role here because we've always played a role and we've always shown and you know who's also played played a role democrats john f kennedy we'll talk about him in a few minutes but after he made these statements about how bad trump was then there was the uh person who actually led the riot the protests they weren't riots they were protests they were mostly peaceful and i mean mostly peaceful is People weren't looting or anything like that. They weren't burning crap down. They weren't peaceful when the police tried to arrest people. But the lead, the person that actually created this, quote, spontaneous, end quote, protest, disappeared yesterday. His family reported he was arrested Sunday night. They have no idea if he's alive, dead, or where he is. Welcome to the gulag state of a communist state. Really, really, really disgusting. What's more disgusting is 50% of this country 
wants to protect them. So you might be asking, how did the White House respond to this whole thing? Well, I mean, they responded. I guess it's better late than never. They responded like yesterday and today. And they're continuing to respond because old Joe apparently went against the narrative. But he couldn't be bothered on Sunday or Saturday when this whole thing started. Because, you know, you got you can't awake the president of the United States from his nap. It can wait till Monday, right? So this is what President Biden said. Quote, the Cuban people are bravely asserting fundamental and universal rights. Those rights, including the right of peaceful protest and the right to freely determine their own future, must be respected. The United States calls on the Cuban regime to hear their people and serve their needs at this vital moment rather than enriching themselves. You know, this is actually a good, strong statement. I have no problem with this statement. Don't forget, Democrats were always kind of hard on the Cubans in the past. It was JFK who hated Castro and hated the Cuban communist regime and wanted to overthrow the government until he got, until Castro got, until uh, JFK got scared and screwed up the Bay of Pigs. He hated Castro. I think Joe Biden does have a bit of dislike for the communist regime. This is an old school Democrat. And I think he probably holds the old school Democratic stance on the Cuban regime. But this is not what the uh, uh, Biden administration wants. And they don't want that message actually pushed. Remember, those people, the left, they love socialism. And they actually have been pushing to have the same government that Cuba has. So some chick named Julie Chung from the Biden administration said in a tweet, quote, and remember this tweet because it's going to come up two more times. Peaceful protests are growing in pound sign Cuba as the Cuban people exercise their right to peaceful assembly to express concern about the rising COVID cases, deaths, and medicine shortages. It's just so stupid. Anyway, continue. We directly <laughs> we commend the numerous efforts of the Cuban people mobilizing donations to help neighbors in need. Okay, first off, it's just so stupid. COVID? Really? That's what they're screaming freedom for? Freedom from COVID, I guess? And by the way, if she's collecting donations, who are you giving the donations to? The government, the government has that has been withholding aid to the people for how long? Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to give donations to Julie Chung so it can go to Cuba? You you have at it. You're an idiot. I, I can't believe she even said that. I also want to point out another idiotic point about this tweet. She says that the people are just exercising their peaceful protest, their right to peaceful, organized protest. Here's a newsflash. Cuba doesn't have right to peaceful protest. They don't. Protest is illegal in Cuba. So is the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom of press, the right to due process and a fair trial, right to own guns, or the right to own property. None of that is, Ill is legal in Cuba. By the way, does that kind of sound familiar? Aren't those all the rights that are being threatened by the left in the United States right now? Shouldn't we as Americans watch and learn from these protests? 
especially BLM, who's a Marxist organization, Antifa, who's a Marxist-slash-anarchist organization. See where, see, this is where the left wants to go in the end. And they've all said it. Now, it doesn't, I, I thought it could, couldn't get dumber, it does. Uh, Jen Psaki made a statement about this, and uh, listen to this week, T. Jen, just to follow up on Cuba, can you give us a sense of where the president's policy review on Cuba is right now? Do you anticipate making any changes, as Jonathan asked, and where do you see it going uh, from here? Well, I will say first, uh, and I meant to say this in response to Jonathan, but uh, there's every indication that yesterday's protests were uh, spontaneous expressions of people who are exhausted with the Cuban government's economic mismanagement and repression. And those, these are protests inspired by the harsh reality of everyday life. What crap? What absolute crap? I swear to God, you could see, if you watch the video, which you can go to dumbassetalkingpolitics.com, it's there. Um, you could see her, you could actually see her butthole pucker when she had to answer that question. And Leave it to Steve Ducey. He pushed back and he said, what the hell are you talking about? So he actually decided to call out the governments, say that it was COVID, which is why the uh, Cuban people were yelling freedom. It was COVID, which is why the Cuban people were waving American flags. Listen to this. This is absolutely hysterical. And then on Cuba, you're talking today about how some of these protests are inspired by people exhausted with the government. Why is it that yesterday the State Department was saying that this was all happening uh, out of concern about rising COVID cases? Well, I, I would say first that the protests were just happening yesterday. We're still assessing uh, what is motivating and, of course, and driving all of the individuals who came to the streets. But we know that when I, we say exhaustion, the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the manner by which the people of Cuba are governed, that can cover a range of issues, whether it's uh, economic suppression, media suppression, lack of uh, access to health and medical supplies, including vaccines. There are a range of reasons and, and voices we're hearing from people on the ground who are protesting. So when these protesters are yelling freedom and enough, there are people within the administration who think they're saying freedom from rising COVID cases. Again, I would say that when people are out there in the streets protesting and complaining about the lack of access to uh, economic uh, prosperity, to the medical supplies they need, to a life they deserve to live, uh, that can take on a range of meetings. There's a global pandemic right now. Most people in that country don't have access to vaccines. That certainly is something we'd love to help with. Oh, geez. Is she freaking kidding? We know why there are protests. Jen just has to cruise to Southern Florida and ask a bunch of Cubans out there why. Or, here's something crazy. Turn on the television. They're telling you why. They're protesting. They hate the government. They hate being suppressed. They hate starving. They hate making $25 a month. And the protests weren't spontaneous. That is a load of garbage. It was planned for weeks. And there were leaders. Who actually set this up? By the way, all those leaders, they've been arrested. COVID had nothing to do with this. Why would they worry about their kids dying of COVID 
when the fact of the matter is they were dying of starvation. And they're carrying American flags yelling Libertad, which means freedom. That doesn't mean I didn't get my COVID vaccine yet. These people are tired of working for slave wages, being arrested, being enslaved. They're tired of starving. They're tired of the oppression. But this garbage is being parroted by the media. The BBC tweeted, Thousands take to the streets in Cuba to protest the government's handling of both the coronavirus and the economy. No! They're protesting communism! And there's a reason I put Maxim, uh, Maximos Alvarez's speech in the beginning. This is the thought of all Cubans! Then there was CBS News. CBS News, of course. Could this have been a shock? Could this have been a shock? Whose fault is it going to be? Okay, just listen to this. On Cuban television, Diaz-Canel blamed the protest on the U.S. and its trade embargo for a severe impact on Cuba's recent economic downturn. The Trump administration passed many more regulations, many more sanctions against it, which basically has cut off all income coming into Cuba. Portia Siegelbaum is a CBS News producer based in Cuba. I think the Biden administration, he at least said at the beginning he was going to review this policy and make changes, but nothing has happened. Yes, right. It's the United States' fault and it's Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump, who was president for four years and uh, completely ignored the fact that, uh, hello, uh, they've been a communist country for 60 years. And they did have a protest back in 1994 that ended up in the jailing of everyone who did it and presumably the execution. You got people who are trying to get from Cuba and cross the Atlantic 90 miles in rafts that are with their entire families in shark infested waters. And it's Donald Trump's fault. Yeah, no. Gotta call BS. CNN barely talked about it. There's nothing even to report on CNN. They were too busy with COVID, the COVID vaccine and how Trump was bad not promoting the COVID vaccine. And I think they had David Fauci, Tony Fauci on there for, I don't know, 50 times in the time that this whole thing happened. It was never on Twitter. The response from the politicians was delicious. Christian Ziegler, who is the vice chairman of the Florida Republican Party, castigated the Biden administration on Sunday over its response, which on Sunday they didn't even have a response. He said, quote, well, I will be adding this gem into my GOP stump speeches across Florida. By the way, he was talking about Julie Chung's thing. Remember I told you? Remember Julie Chung? Yeah, he was talking about her tweet because she is part of the Biden administration. So let me start over again. Well, I will be adding this gem to my GOP stump speeches across Florida. May even need to print it out when I visit southern, southeast Florida, which is filled with Cubans. They were already heading this way, but Democrats just ceded Florida. 
for the foreseeable future. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. See, that's the whole thing. He's right. We don't have to really fight the Democrats. Democrats will F it up all by themselves. He goes on, though. Cuban Americans across southeastern Florida are nervous for their families and friends, but also celebrating them for rising up against communism and for freedom. Hey, Joe, the American flags carried in the protests across Cuba present represent freedom, not COVID. I am just amazed by this tweet. When the Democrats thirst for communism, and he's talking about Julie Chung's tweet, when the Democrats thirst for communism meets the hunger for control in the name of COVID, they get delusional and dumb. The Biden position on display is beyond insulting to freedom, loving Cubans, both home and abroad. It will not be forgotten. I walk door to door in heart of Halil with Rep. Daniel Perez. Let me tell you one thing I did not hear from one Cuban. The need for people in Cuba to rise up in response to COVID. Instead, every conversation is focused on the need to rise up against communism. Hey, that's a pretty strong response. I didn't even... I didn't even know who this guy was, but I had to include this because, wow, yeah, that's pretty much right on. Of course, it can't be responded to, and Julie Chung never responded to it. What a shock. You know why? Because it's the truth. Uh, Representative Nicole, oh, I'm going to screw this up, Malio Takis, a member of the House Committee for Foreign Affairs and a Cuban-American, said in a statement, Quote, and uh, this is a two-paragraph quote. I'm only going to do one paragraph because of time. But, quote, as a daughter of a Cuban refugee and as someone who still has relatives on the island, this is an ongoing situation in Cuba. This ongoing situation in Cuba is incredibly personal to me. The United States must stand with the Cuban people who are displaying courage by protesting the communist regime. That has destroyed their lives for the last 60 years. In the past, protests by Cubans have historically led to jailings, beatings, and murders by the regime. Yes, they have. And by the way, whenever you see someone with that stupid Che Guevara shirt, remind them of that. That Che Guevara was a genocidal maniac. It would, you know, Julie Chung has some real fans. Dan Crenshaw, the conservative representative from Texas and a Navy SEAL who lost his eyesight in one eye and is losing the eyesight in the other, defending this country. He said, quote, in response to Julie Chung, quote, no, they're chanting Libertad, not playing cover for the communists and supporting the commun and, and support the com Cuban people. My God, why is that so hard for you? He's basically asking her, hey, dude, can't you just admit it? It is hard for them, Dan. It is really hard for them. All the Biden administration and the left wants is power. They don't care about the people. They don't care about the people in a government that they want to model our government out of. They want to be in control. And that's it. Bernie Sanders has been touting health care, Cuba's health care system, 
their literary, literary literacy system and education program and even their breadlines for decades. This is a guy who actually went to the Soviet Union who was throwing people in gulags and executing people left and right for his honeymoon. He, he had a real statement to say about this whole thing. And so did the squad. They all got together. They all said the same thing. Okay, listen to this. This is a great response about why communist Cuba and why there uh, and why there are protests there. That's right. Nothing. They've said nothing. So I went on on Twitter and I actually sat back and tried to look at what these guys have said. Bernie Sanders is tweeting about equity in the last three days. Yes, Jeff Bezos is an evil human being, blah, blah, blah. By the way, did you notice Bernie Sanders always hated millionaires and billionaires? Then Bernie Sanders became a millionaire, and now he just hates billionaires? Just saying. AOC is tweeting about white supremacy. Rashida Tlaib is tweeting about the evils of the Israelis. Ilhan Omar is taking a break from being anti-Semitic, I guess. And she's talking about climate crisis again. And I put that in air quotes. Because the mud in the Ozarks is getting warmer in the summer? These people are freaking worthless. And they already know that none of this is going to work. So what can we expect? This is what I expect. Nothing. Last week, Joe Biden lifted sanctions on Venezuela. That is the communist country that started out as just a socialist country, became communist, and now is a dictatorship. It started was started by Hugo Chavez and is now run by the brutal dictator Nicolas Maduro. After and they're a complete mess. They socialized the oil industry. Their output today was is only a fraction of what it was before socialism. And they made, they were one of the richest countries, if not the richest countries in the West, beside the United States. Here's the secret. Yeah, the government doesn't know how to run the oil industry. So when they socialized it, they, for some reason, they couldn't pump as much oil. Inflation is up, and I'm not exaggerating, millions of a percentile. A loaf of bread will now cost you like 16,000 Venezuelan dollars. Not an exaggeration. People are starving. They are eating family pets such as dogs and cats. And they're eating pets that are not quite family pets like rats, mice, squirrels. The average Venezuelan has lost 14 pounds since this whole thing began. They have no free elections. Citizens who protest are arrested or executed. And they and what's worse They've been working with Russia, North Korea, Iran, and some of the Mexican drug cartels to finance the country and remain in control. And what is it? And what was the model that Hugo Chavez used to mold Venezuela from to what the disaster it is today? Cuba. He actually hailed. Fidel Castro for what he's done. Last week, Maduro arrested Freddy Guevara, 
of Venezuela, the Venezuelan opposition chief for Juan Guaido. Juan Guaido is the favorite leader of Venezuela, and he's been recognized it by the United States and 36 other countries as the president of Venezuela. Now, Guaido is not a right winger. He is actually a leftist, but he doesn't like socialism. Guaido is now in hiding, and he's been in hiding for about a year. The problem with the Biden administration is it is following the Obama administration. They believe that countries that are falling apart, all they need to do is have every sanction removed, and they will join the world family. Don't forget, Biden is a globalist. So was Obama. And they believe that, hey, all we have to do is hug these people and give them what they need to be successful, and they will be. Yeah, Obama tried this with Iran and Cuba. It never worked. Biden is trying it with Venezuela and Iran. It's not working with Venezuela. It's not going to work with Iran again. Watch, he's going to do the same thing with Cuba. He's going to sit back and he's going to pull the Barack Obama thing and he's going to sit back and say, hey, you know what? We're going to lift all restrictions so that you guys can get together. And all it's going to do is make Cuba, the Cuban communist regime, stronger. And then their people are just going to be shot and killed faster. That's going to be it. And they're going to continue the suffering. So... Don't don't expect any changes. The best change is going to be the grassroots movement that's happening there now. That's going to be it. And all we can do, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to keep on this story. We've already seen what happened to Hong Kong. Hong Kong was lost. No one did a damn thing and they're not even talking about it anymore. Taiwan is being threatened. And likewise, if Taiwan's threatened because of the one China policy that they have, Japan is threatened by China. Yeah, things are looking really good in this country. Wait till we talk about tomorrow. Okay, you can follow me on, uh, you are, I'm sorry, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and actually look at all the links. I've got a ton of links you can look at. I hope you guys have a great night. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass Talking.